On Halftime, the world game with Carlos Alberto Diego from Fortiegos.com. For auction your car, car auction this Saturday. Always great to welcome Carlos into the studio on a Wednesday just after 1 o'clock and um, a bit of extra spring in Carlos's step with the A-League <laughs> starting this Friday night. I don't Let's think you get any more spring in the step and actually I know that the you know, Pedro on the panel will play that little grab that's yeah, uh, I've got a spring in those hands. One. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know... She's like milk those grabs. I've got to say, you know, people know I'm pretty passionate about the game. I'm on the <laughs> year every week, and I, and I suppose you can't be surprised that I'm pretty enthusiastic about what's going to happen this weekend. But I'm more enthusiastic in year 10. Uh, I really feel it's all mm. about the games at the moment. And, Brett, I was out to dinner last night, uh, beer and pizza with a group of mates of mine. And uh, guys who love their football, SEN listeners, yep. uh, sorry, love their sport, and they're SEN listeners, but uh, not really. I mean, the only dose of football, world football, they get is when I beat them over the head with it uh, when we have these nights. And uh, last night, they were genuinely asking questions about West Sydney Wanderers, you know, how they made the Asian Champions League final. What can we expect this weekend against victory? You know, Barisha at victory. Suddenly they're a different proposition too. And then they talk about V. I I mean, these guys are starting to be educated and taking an interest in the game, mm. not because I'm forcing them to, yep. but because uh, it's a genuine sport that people are interested in these days. And they're starting to understand the little, the, the little nuances in it, you know, the players, the teams, how people are prepared. And uh, that's what make us, makes it pretty exciting at the moment. Yeah, no doubt. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. the lines are open if you'd like to give Carlos a call right throughout the hour. I'm sure there's uh, plenty of passionate victory and uh, City fans uh, out there. I mean, that victory Wanderers game, uh, live here on SCM, by the way, 7 o'clock on uh, Friday night. These two teams uh, with genuine expectations. I mean, the Wanderers have made uh, two grand finals in their first two years under Tony Popovich. Uh, as you said, made the Asian Champions League final. Uh, been great to watch and the whole product of the West Sydney Wanderers. And the victory, there's always high expectation. They've added some very, very good names in. Kevin Muscat's first real full pre-season as the head coach. I mean, these are two who you you would think are going to be around the pointy end uh, uh, next year. It's it's an interesting West Sydney Wanderers. I mean, if you look at their recruiting, the Victor Saba is a a young Brazilian guy who they picked up from Brescia in Italy. Uh, He's only had minimal game time in the Asian Champions League. Hasn't overly impressed, but he's got a nice touch on him and he's got a bit of go about him. But uh, the other one's uh, uh, Romeo Castellan, who's a, a, a Dutch international, hasn't played much in the preseason games in the Asian Cup. I think he's injured at the moment. He might not play this weekend. But if you look at the victory setup, you know, they've got Del Pierre, uh, senior, you know, experienced central defender, played at the top level in, in mm. Germany and in, uh, in, in Europe, in Holland also. Uh, they've got uh, Barisha, of course, who's just unbelievable. He seems like he's as hungry as ever. Well, just on him, I was reading a couple of quotes from Kevin Musket, who made a, a good comment. You can go and get really uh, top-line players into your club, but sometimes they can they can set your club back. I mean, we've seen it in lots of sports. They can affect your culture. They might be very good, but they don't bring the whole... Mm package but gee these words were glowing of Barisha now I, I don't know him I've never met him obviously seen his great on-field exploits for Brisbane um, he, he 
literally scores every time he, uh, you know, every time he plays. But I mean, obviously, you know, from all accounts, he's just a fantastic person to bring into your club, let alone just his football ability. Uh, look, they're, they're, to- they're two totally different players. But if you look back at the will to win and almost dragging teams over the line to win, Kevin Musker did it as a player mm. at victory. In fact, you know, I credit him probably more than anyone else for them having any success as a as a team, especially early on in the A League. Uh, for me, the equivalent of the, that desire to win and being win, being almost sore losers, is uh, is someone like a Barisha. And uh, apparently, all the talk from all the players is like he's in your face. You know, if you're not up to it and you're not, uh, you know, in the position to prepare yourself to win games with the yeah. rest of the team, yeah. you're just not in his books. And uh, so he actually demands a lot of the players at that squad. And, and you know, now they're a bit more experienced. Carl Valeri is a great uh, mm. pickup from Italy, and uh, he's now vying for his spot in the Socceroos for the Asian Cup. So he's got a lot to gain and. Uh, uh, Mark Milligan's a great player. Uh, suddenly the pressure's off someone like Archie Thompson, where with Barisha, all the focus on him. Archie Thompson will probably play a, uh, you know, a more uh, subdued role as far as his, uh, the, the focus on op- by opposition defenders on him. He won't be the man, so suddenly that might give him a new lease of life. Uh, Connor Payne, the young kid who right throughout the preseason is just ripping them apart. Uh, there's a maturity about this team. There's a calmness and, a, and, a, and just a methodical look about this team that makes me really be excited. It's not, I mean, in many ways, they've floated under the radar uh, you know, as compared to someone like a Melbourne City who's, you know, obviously taken over by Manchester City over the, over the break and, uh, and all these players that they've picked up. They've done it really methodically under mm. the radar, but there's a real quiet confidence about them. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. No doubt. We'll slip in an early break. We'll come back. Uh, plenty of calls for uh, Carlos 942911116. We'll uh, take a close inside look with the victory. Melbourne City. Gee, are they going to hit the ground uh, running? They've signed some big names. We, we know the change. Are they going to be able to make up some ground on the Melbourne victory? We'll have a look at the Wanderers as well. All the teams in the A-League. We'll talk some Socceroos. We've got a couple of big games uh, coming up. And we might even throw in a little bit of... Uh, Jose versus Arsene, just to get Carlos' <laughs> thoughts, because that was good theatre on the weekend. 18 past one with Carlos Alberto Diego. On 11.16 SEN, Halftime with Brett Phillips for Waverley BMW. The all-new BMW 2 Series is now available at beteasy.com.au. Australian-made betting. Download the app now. Carlos Alberto Diego with us for the hour. The A-League season kicking off Friday night. The Melbourne victory v the West Sydney Wanderers at Etihad Stadium. And our call from 7 o'clock. Ed White's going to be there. Dave Clarkson and also Jonathan Howcroft. All the victory and city games. Home games, Absolutely. live on SEN. And on Friday night, we joined the boys afterwards for two hours of uh, generally a very emotional talkback. I've listened it's, many a time. It's, it's a good. final whistle, and uh, there's a lot <laughs> of uh, theories and uh, of why teams win and lose, and uh, and it's a fantastic two hours. It uh, drains us by the end of it, but it's uh, it's fantastic. Just uh, look, I've, I've filled in for Finey a couple of times on the final <laughs> siren uh, through the year. Nothing like just the raw talkback. You know, look, I used to do it as a kid. Yeah. I used to ring up radio stations. You know, yeah. despondent Fitzroy supporter. <laughs> The world was about to end, <laughs> getting stuck into the refs and everything else. Um, the victory, Kevin Musket, I just want to focus on for a minute. Obviously, you followed his uh, uh, his progress to that you know senior coach role. And look, he had to hit the ground running pretty quickly. Ange departs. It was unexpected. Um, now that he's had sort of a good 12 months, I mean, how have you sort of viewed and observed him in his development now into that head coach role? It's interesting because uh, you saw jo- Johnny Aloisi, for example, he jumped at it after having one year of youth team coaching. 
uh, at Melbourne Heart when he got the job. And suddenly, I'm not saying it led to the poor results, that long string of poor results he had, but it was very, very much in contrast to the way Kevin Musket did it, where he was, he wasn't, he didn't seem like he was angling for the senior job too mm. early. Mm. It seemed like he really wanted to do a, a real thorough apprenticeship. And I still think he might even be close to still being an assistant coach now under Ange Postacoglu if he hadn't gone to the Socceroos. So I think he was very, very happy to um, to go through that long process, learn the game, uh, you know, uh, observe someone like Ange Postacoglu. But when he was thrown the deep end, it didn't surprise me that uh, the results may have been up and down, not because of his ability to coach, but maybe the the the, the, the squad wasn't his. Perhaps uh, uh, the exact way he wanted to play, uh, it might have had to be a little bit tweaked from uh, what Ange did. There was a few things to sort out, and at different times last year they played some fantastic stuff, but other times they were actually quite poor and inconsistent so I think he's had the chance to plug the gaps with the mature, more mature plays he's picked up of course Bruce is going to help a lot yep. and he's had a full pre-season now so and we had him in the studio half an eye a couple of weeks ago and I don't think I've ever seen him more relaxed about something and more quietly confident about his squad so he's a man who uh, he seems to be really in charge at the moment really confident with what he's done and now uh, he's going to unleash the boys on Friday night well Diesel's saying 0433981116 so he looked very comfortable uh, in a suit I mean he was he traditionally <laughs> sort of looked like he was, you know, when he was assistant coach like he was actually a player yeah uh, still the shorts and um, you know the uh, the polo top on and the socks up and all that sort of stuff. You can always tell though because uh, there's clearly uh, some guys even in the EPL who just, just don't quite do the tie <laughs> nicely. They just, they'd rather it off. Yeah, no, no, it, the look, Tony Pulis look. Yeah, no, I think um, look when when you get the emotions going in the in the middle of a game where referees decisions aren't going your way, mm. we'll see how he reacts there. Yep. But uh, right at the moment, and I suppose there's no real pressure in pre-season, is there? I mean, uh, everyone's starring, everyone's training the house down. So uh, we'll see the, you know, what happens after the first game this week. And just because West Sydney Wanderers made the Asian Champions League final, I don't know whether they can necessarily replicate that sort of form in the A-League. I think it's a very different competition. Mm. I think the teams uh, in the A-League know Tony Popovich very, very well. They know the team very well. Uh, and they're a battling team that doesn't have a lot of class. I mean, I, I know that uh, Tony Popovich will probably bristle at that, but I, I don't think they've got the class of someone like a victory or some of the Brisbane, like for example, Brisbane Raw, even though they've been very effective over the last couple of years. So from a West Sydney point of view, uh, great effort to get to two grand finals. What's going to give them maybe the edge I mean, in terms of off-season uh, uh, recruiting, uh, whether Popovich has got to just adjust things tactically and the way they play? What's going to maybe give them the edge to get to the Holy Grail? Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know if they can... To tell you the truth, with the current squad, Victor Saba is a, is a good pickup. I've seen him play, but I don't think he's going to win them a premiership off his own boot. Um, uh, Romeo Castellan might be that, that great recruit, but I haven't seen a lot of him. Uh, Brendan Hamill's been picked up by West Sydney Wanderers, but uh, really, he's for me, he's probably... Uh, you know, they've got Topo Stanley, they've got Brendan Hamill, and they've also got uh, Matthew Speranovic. So you'd think if they're playing two central defenders, it'll be Speranovic and Topo Stanley. Mm. So uh, I don't know. Uh, they've done really well to get to the final of the Asian Cup. They've played some great stuff there. But I'm just not sure how they're going to go in the A-League. I don't know if they've got the depth. Uh, again, West Sydney Wanderers, you know, fans will bristle at this, but I, I just don't know whether they've got the depth. But I've doubted them from day one. I mean, I remember they... In, in the first six months of their first season, they couldn't score a goal. And I was saying, these guys, you know, you know, are, are battlers that can't score goals. But suddenly they started scoring goals. You know, Mark Bridge and, uh, and Hershey and these sort of guys. Yep. Uh, Hershey's moved on now yeah. and, uh, and Aaron Moyes at Melbourne City. So, I don't know, they keep on confounding me. But, uh, but look, 
they've, they've obviously got that winning feeling and, uh, and they know how to get the results. But where they've got that extra, you know, extra degree to, to actually be a, a, a Brisbane Roar and have a dynasty of some sort, I'm not sure. It'll be a cracker, uh, Friday mm. night. We can't wait. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen with Carlos Alberto Diego. If you want to uh, fire a question through, just on on the victory and now that with the rebranding of Melbourne Heart to City, Victory's had the head start, built a great membership of around twenty thousand. I think they want to get up to around that twenty five thousand mark. Uh, as an organisation, just with the change across town, I mean, I imagine. I mean, you don't ever take it for granted, in, particularly in a city like Melbourne, where you know to, to develop your niche is tough. Uh, do you think they need to do anything spectacular, the victory, or is it just, hey, we've got a good product here, we had the head start, we've just got to keep uh, producing on the park, that'll filtrate off and uh, we won't worry about the blokes uh, across at Amy Park? I personally believe that, uh, you know, victory obviously had a jump start on heart slash city. They did, and uh, and they got their rusted-on supporters early days, even though people weren't always happy with the way Ernie Merrick uh, set his team out, the, the way they played, even though they were successful. Uh, I just think I'm waiting for the day where victory really genuinely fulfills its potential. And if they fulfill its, if they're a club that fulfills its potential, they'll be the biggest club clearly in Australia. They'll draw 40,000 people plus uh, to their games every, every home game. They've got, they need a winning team. They need some superstars in there that people get excited about. And Barish is one of those guys. Mm. I just think they're the closest. Uh, template of a team that could be a super super big team in in Australia, and and when I talk about that is that forty thousand home yep. ground uh, home game attendance every week uh, by being a, a team that plays great football with stars in the side mm. and uh, and uh, have continued success over time. From what you know, I mean, this is the I suppose the test of any loyal uh, sports fan. I mean, you know. I, I was a person who could never think about supporting someone else, but I've known plenty that have just, you know, just jumped ship and they just decide, well, I've supported this club for 20 years or 10 years and now I'm just going to go follow someone else. Do you think just with the rebranding and the the quality of what the Melbourne City's bringing in and potentially more for the future that there may be some victory supporters that might jump or are they absolutely staunch victory fans? I'd be surprised with the quality of what they've, what they've brought in, I'd be surprised if anyone did it now. There's a lot of talk about the 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 reason why Hart came to fruition in the first place is because there were five thousand disaffected Melbourne Victory fans who just wanted to jump ship then, and it's probably happened a little bit in the early days of of uh, Hart slash City, uh, but I think these days. Uh, people, uh, you know, uh, victory through and through, their city through and through, and uh, and you know, I don't think there'll be a lot of jumping from one to the other. Uh, I just think there's people of uh, these clubs have got a true identity now. People mm. know what they're uh, supporting, and I think I can't see City failing this year. I don't see them finishing last like they had last yep. year. Yep. Uh, and the quality of players, it's really worth going to see them play. Well, I'd, I'd like to hear from anyone who might uh, jump, or if mm. you haven't uh, adopted the victory, is Melbourne. City, just with the change uh, that's gone on, have they spruiked you that you think, gee, I want to actually go along and follow the A-League and jump on? I'd love to hear from you. 9429 We're going to check in at Sports Central. More of Carlos Alberto Diego on the other side of the break as we build up to round one of the A-League season. More coming up on Halftime. On 1116 SEN. Halftime with Brett Phillips for Waverley BMW. Offering exceptional new, used and demonstrated BMW models and beteasy.com.au Australian-made betting. Download the app now.
this hour with Carlos Alberto Diego talking at the Ram Ball game. 94291116 if you want to jump on. Just a little sample of the SMSs. The A-League is still new. I'm a typical Melbourneian who embraces all quality sport. I happily support both teams equally. Uh, victory in City, that's from Rick. If you jump ship, you can't be a real supporter of a club. I'm a victory supporter who can't stand a lot of other victory supporters. <laughs> and I'd love to switch teams, but I just can't do it. That's from Christian. That's a real supporter, by the way. Never an option. Proud and passionate six-year member, Melbourne Victory. Till I die. That's uh, Karen out at North Ball, and John's on the line in Mooney Pines. Good day, John. Yeah, hi guys. How are you? Good, Good thanks. Mate. Yeah, look, uh, very excited for this Friday. I'm a uh, victory member, so um, anyway, I'm just excited for uh, the, the, the way football is at the moment in this country. So, but yeah, we're really looking forward to Friday night. Um, and also, I think now with uh, Melbourne uh, City. Uh, being taken over, um, it, 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 it's quite interesting to see how they'll market. Both clubs will market each other because I think, as we probably would have seen in the papers this week and social media, there's been a lot of articles about victory, about you know being born and bred in Melbourne and it's Australian made, as opposed to the city slickers from overseas. So it's going to be interesting to see how, as you said, Carlos, you know, victory could probably get to thirty, forty thousand people a game, but it'll be interesting in, in future years to see how both clubs will capture more supporters because I think you know Melbourne City unfortunately you know will be known for a while as as uh, rich city slickers from UK and um you know the big the big brothers coming down from UK and and starting up a club so it's uh you know I'd, I'd say the city supporters I think you know they're probably people obviously who barrack for Manchester City or um obviously they want to jump on um, Melbourne victory but yeah I'm looking forward to see how the strategies of both clubs and how they'll uh, capture the imagination of of your average supporters. Yeah, John, look, I, I made an outlandish statement uh, when uh, Hart came into the competition and we got something like 30,000 people to the first derby and that was a Hart that was unproven and we've had fairly good uh, you know, uh, attendances to all the derbies so far. But, you know, if both teams get it right, and they then they then they, they sign those stars with years in, in years going forward, you know. I'm just thinking whether Eddie Head Stadium is not going to be big enough for the derbies. You know, and we're talking about sixty thousand people, and and you'd think that if if the both teams are playing really really great football this year, and the stars are playing brilliant champagne football, yep. you'd think that you know Eddie had. You know, given that Sydney and Melbourne drew 52,000 in year two, mm. and that was a really poor game and two ordinary teams, but. People flock to the Etihad Stadium for that. You'd think that they would test that capacity if everything goes well for the sides in one of the derbies. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just see nothing but upside with these derbies. I see nothing but upside with the way that both teams are set up this year. Uh, if they produce, suddenly it could get really, really exciting. Yeah, we're going to get on to the Melbourne uh, City and, and focus on them. Uh, Stephen Doncaster wants to talk about their signings. G'day, Steve. Uh, g'day, boys. Um, I think... Um uh, it, it's great what uh, Melbourne City have done. Um, never really followed um, uh, A-League. Uh, gone to a handful of games and um, haven't been for a while due to the fact that I saw some unsavoury things uh, in the crowd a couple of years ago. But um, it really excites me um, that uh, what Melbourne City have done and um, I look forward to those signs. But I'm also looking forward to the derby in, uh, in, in three weeks' time. I just hope... Uh, both clubs can get their supporters in order, and you know we have you know, good crowds, uh, but you know, parochial crowds, but none of the rubbish that we've seen um, mm. in the past. And I think if they get that under control, 
will go a long way into bringing families back and, and the average punter wanting to go and see a good A-League game. Yeah, really good point, Stephen. It doesn't take much either. Like, it just... I mean, whenever you're talking about some of the behaviour of the crowd, it's always a minority. In big crowds of 20, 25, 30,000 people, it might be a, you know, a handful of people. And it happens in the cricket, it happens yep. in the AFL football. So mm. uh, it unfortunately gets very public with, the, with uh, football soccer because of there might be a flare or it's very, very visual mm. what happens. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and I just think uh, the zero tolerance of the FFA, I really like the way they've come out and really gone supporters who, uh, who want to trash the game that way and use, use as a stage for anti-social behaviour and uh, and I think that's just going to get better and better. So the, the good thing is the focus is and the talk is on the players, the stars, the teams and the prospects of the teams and that's why uh, I'm pretty excited about things. I just want a cracking game this Friday and Saturday night too if we can get those. Yeah, going to be a beauty against the two Sydney teams. I'm just running through all the SMSs so there's plenty who are just not sticking to their teams but this one here, I jumped ship to City this season as it was disillusioned with Victory's handling of uh, the NTC's, the Northern Terrace uh, situation. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Fully ticketed games and just can't stand Borussia. <laughs> Go City. But uh, the rest, uh, no, sticking to their uh, founder Club or uh, uh, the, the Melbourne Heart previously. Kevin's in Port Melbourne. Uh, welcome to the show, Kevin. Um, hi, Brett. First of all, you do a great job. And in the summertime, I know you get more of a goal, but you do a good job all through the year. And I really like when you're on during the summer. Appreciate that. Thank you. And that's fine. And Carlos, we have talked occasionally from time to time. Yes, we have. I recognise the accent there, Kev. Yes, indeed. And um, I need your help because I've got a problem. Okay. Um, I'm a long-term victory supporter and there's no way I'm jumping off ship. Um, the first year I only went casually, but I've been a nine-year member and um, had their membership. Um, but I liked the game and I wanted to prosper. So the first year I watched Hart and I went along to a couple of their games and then did the same thing with them and took out a general admission membership the second year. And my wife's also a member and she went along and she said, no, I'm not sure about this. don't think we should be doing this. <laughs> But anyway, we did it for two years. We were actually thinking when City bought in that we'd, uh, they didn't need our money anymore to survive, so we thought we'd uh, bail. But some of, their, uh, some of their signings were good, and then when they signed Damien Duff, we, even my wife said, oh, no, we've <laughs> got to keep going along. <laughs> so there's no clash. But, Carlos, can you have two teams? Well, I do. I mean, I, I openly don't support either team. I mean, uh, I just hope... I, I suppose I don't support either team, but I like watching both teams. So I'm really indifferent about, uh, you know, I don't get nervous about whether one's winning or losing. I just uh, love to see them both going, going well because of, the, of what it does for the game uh, in, in this state, uh, especially in you know AFL-dominated state. If you get uh, a lot of the AFL fans also following either a city or a, or a victory, mm. suddenly you know it becomes a, everyone's getting behind it. It's not just you know a game that's foreign to people. It's actually a game that they're accepting and they can love their AFL, love their... Uh, you know the the football, love their basketball and so forth, and just support Melbourne. So yeah, no, Kev, it's easily done. I I don't support either side. Uh, I don't barrack for one. I know some of the Diego's do, but I certainly don't. And I and one of the reasons I enforce myself too. I just I, I feel that you've got to grow up with a with a team. And the teams I support, people know out there. I'm a Western Bulldogs fan, yep. and I'm a Socceroos fan, and I because I grew up with those teams, mm. and I get nervous watching them. Uh, but with the A League, ten years old, but I just never. 
never really bonded with any teams. I just love the game and I, and I love the different contests that are every week. No, you're right. It's a great time of the year as we head to the break. Uh, that October to March period, we've come off the AFL season. We all love our AFL growing up in this town, but we get to go and sample the victory mm. city, uh, Melbourne United. Still getting used to that in the <laughs> NBL. Uh, the Melbourne Aces in baseball. Mm. I mean, if you just love sport, you want to see good contests when you can support everyone. It's fantastic. And, that, and, uh, and I think more and more people are just open to that. You know, and a lot of my friends are in particular. I've just been handed, uh, with thanks to Cooking the Books, a double medallion club uh, pass. There's a couple here to the match between the Victory and the Wanderers, plus a car parking pass. Just landed on my desk wow. uh, this Friday, 7.30 at Etihad Stadium, with thanks to cookingthebooks.com.au, the perfect kitchen manager. Jump on, give us a call to be in contention for that between now and 2 o'clock. On 11.16 SEN, Halftime with Brett Phillips. The Waverley BMW, the all-new BMW X5 is now available. And beteasy.com.au, Australian-made betting. Download the app now. Just had a little production meeting during the break. Uh, Johnny at Mooney Ponds. Very good call earlier on. I'm going to give you the double medallion club pass to uh, the big match, the victory in the Wanderers. Uh, plus, uh, we'll give you a car park pass as well there at Etihad Stadium. Uh, this Friday, 7.30, all thanks to cookingthebooks.com.au. Love this on the SMS. I can't believe the whole jumping ship from city to victory. Victory City is even being brought up. As the great man Eric Cantona <laughs> once said, you can change your wife, change your politics, change your religion, but never, never can you change your football team. And you can never argue with Eric Cantona after the Kung Fu kick at Crystal exactly. Palace all those years ago. Wouldn't react kindly at all. Um, plenty to talk about in the next uh, few minutes. We should just, before the Socceroos, just Melbourne City. Obviously, yep. it's a big start. Uh, Graham Arnold's uh, back at Sydney FC. Uh, the bling might be back there. What a cracker of a game. David Veer in town. He came through the side door. They've copped a little bit the uh, Melbourne uh, City media department for not maybe uh, pumping that up enough. Uh, will he play, do you think, first up? Oh, I've got no idea. Uh, I think they'd like to play him, but they oh, look, I, I think they'd be under instructions not to risk him because obviously he's uh, New York uh, FC property and uh, there's uh, you know some pretty powerful people who are orchestrating the, the three clubs, Man City, New York uh, FC and also Melbourne City, but they're very professional down there these days. So they'll only play him uh, if he's ready to go. Um, I just hope he's here for the 10 games. I mean, there's some suggestion that that may not be the case. Just to, you know, reading between the lines the other day, I just hope he's here for the whole time. But, you know, people talk about David Villa. I, I don't expect him to be, uh, you know, out there, just uh, tearing up the, the place straight away because he hasn't been training with the team. I don't care how good you are. You, you, you just need to know your teammates for a bit. He's only been training for one week. But Damien Duff's almost at the full preseason. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Republic of Ireland International, just a brilliant player at the top level for a long time. Uh, Robert Corrin is, uh, is the other one who's a uh, super professional uh, Played a lot of times, uh, over 60 times for Slovenia. Mm. Uh, Hull City captain. I mean, this guy's been around the block a lot. Good, good players. Um, you know, Eric Partaloo, a, a player who was central to the Brisbane Raw you know, success many years ago. He's back now in Australia playing for them. Aaron Moy has been really impressive during preseason. Just, you know, name after name after name. And they've had a, a fairly extended... Uh, time in pre-season with the club. So I'm expecting big things from Melbourne City. Going to be fascinating. Some quick calls. Michael's in Northcote. Welcome, Michael. Uh, how you going, guys? Good Great night. show, Diego. I'm uh, a keen AFL supporter. And when the uh, World Game comes around, I jump on that and I think, here we go, we've got more sport to follow over the summer. So I support the victory, but I actually go see some hard games because I just love supporting 
the the league, and it's great to watch. Yeah, like every Melbourne, uh, like every SEN listener, Michael, you love your sport, love a contest, and you'll watch anything. Good on you, Michael. Appreciate that. Nick said on the road. Welcome, Nick. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, great show today. I um, I I'm a like a full on sports fan with my son, and I don't mind a great game. And I think the best thing they ever did was introduce the A League and the Summer Series. It is just phenomenal. It is. And I think you'll find that it'll take it up to the AFL within the next 10 years. They're making huge inroads into the AFL, into, into AFL, I think. And the two-team city, let's just leave it at that. Let's not bring another third team in, you know, in the outer out east or the outer west or wherever they want to put it because I think two's enough. Yeah, look, Nick, uh, the whole you know, bridging the gap on the AFL, for me, it's a bit of a moot argument in that, you know, we're, we're only experiencing now, I think, over all the years that we've had national competition, you know, including the old NSL, only now starting to administer the game properly. Now it's starting to make a little bit of money. Uh, I don't think anyone's making a profit yet. I mean, AFL is so far ahead as far as the commercial model, uh, you know, subsidising the grassroots. It's just so far ahead. Mm. We need the, the, the fo- football or soccer needs to. Yep get it right for 10 to 15 years and the AFL need to wane a little bit for, for you know this, this idea that football or soccer will ever take over AFL. It just never happened. There's enough passion for yep. sport in this state Absolutely. For, it, uh, for everyone to just love it, especially with the seasonal nature of both games. No doubt. Paul's in ball and uh, g'day, Paul. Hey, boys. Um, I was just about your point before about David Beer fitting in with his new teammates. Um I mean, obviously he's only here for what could be about a 10-game guest in. How do you think that's going to affect the, let's say, the fabric of the, the city squad moving forward for the rest of the season? I mean, we know victory of, you know, signed Barisha, signed Valeri, and these long-term signings. How do you see the season panning out with respect to that? Yeah, really interesting. I don't, I don't think it'll make it. I don't think the players will ever resent it. I think the players would just absolutely love the fact that they're training with such a superstar and they're and they're rubbing shoulders with the guy. Even in ten weeks, the young kids will just get so much benefit out of that. So I don't think that'll be a problem as far as the dynamics in the change rooms are concerned. The team itself might be disrupted because obviously they've you know they're they're working towards uh, servicing this guy so he can score goals and then he goes. But I'm hearing and uh, uh, City aren't uh, confirming anything, but I'm hearing that. Josh Kennedy might be the guy that comes in and replaces him around about the December period. And he's had a great career in Japan, and we all love yep. Josh Kennedy.